0: You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts, L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist,
1: teacher, and founder of
0: L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen
1: What's up, everybody? What up? It's good to be back, man. Dude. I know, man. I just got back from Mexico, man. What about you? You got back from Hawaii, Hawaii, right? Yeah. Shoot, man. We've been gone. We're going to have to record like a a catch-up episode. Oh, uh, There's too
2: many stories. There's too many stories. But dude, right now, I am totally stoked because we've got our first... Return visitor, right?
1: Yeah, man, it feels like we're actual show now, dude. Like, yeah. you know, what I mean, and, and we're getting like, there. We're getting. We're there. getting there. We're getting there. And you know what helps?
2: You know what really helps is when whoever's listening to us actually uh, leaves a comment, or review, or something like that for us.
1: And and also, uh, as us on Instagram, we're you know you know we're slow. Not everybody that listens to the show follows us on Instagram. If you can, just follow uh, PTTP Show Paint the Town Podcast. Uh, on Instagram, man, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll let you know when uh, our new episodes are going. But today we got a special return guest, man. Risky. Welcome. Oh,
0: man. The legend. Thank you for having me back, yo.
2: Let's get up and get, get that thing to work. Okay,
0: yeah, you got bet it better now. now. Hold yeah. on a second. <laughs>
2: this
0: is like, all right, all right. <laughs> give me straight, give me straight, give me straight. <laughs> that better? Let's try that. Okay, yeah, that's better. That's better
1: that all right let's sorry we didn't do a mic show we don't have a producer today dude so we're, i'm gonna have to host and also be the producer today yeah. so tease you're gonna have to we got it man hold the reins a little bit today we got but, it but yeah man i'm so happy to have you back bro you know i mean it's been like a year i think man and yeah,
0: uh i mean it looks real different in here we we're just talking it's just so artsy so many pieces around here
2: we're getting ready yeah, for the show dude though, we're getting yeah. ready for the show we gotta we have one of your pieces in here no. Okay. Well, we're gonna fix that, right? Yeah, we
0: need to fix. It. If you should have told me, I would have brought some shit and dropped it off and left it.
2: Well, uh, well, Teach got, got some gifts
1: right there, actually, for you, for you though. Yeah, boy, yeah, right in front of you. There's a oh yeah, of, you know uh, you, you always got stuff, the
0: man. gifts. I put one of these on the back of my uh, my Mac. I think the last Mac. time I came, you gave me some stickers, so I
2: stuck these the are these are some uh, these are some pins. So uh, if you have like. Uh, a lady or some someone you know that likes and enjoys pins or whatever, you got something to put pins
0: on? Um, these are uh, oh, these, these are actually collectors' items because these are numbered. Number. Yeah. Why do I gotta give them away? Why I can't keep them for myself? Why I gotta need a lady?
2: I don't you know. I don't want to put
0: pressure. I on got one to accept the gift. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's
2: always. I think it's good to say, hey, you know what? Here's a gift. You may not like it, so it may be better for someone you know. Yeah. You know. So I'm, I always like to try to leave
0: that uh, that option there. You no, know? oh, no. I like these days. You gave me the stickers. I still got some of those. Like I said, I stuck one of them on the back of my Mac. <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate all of you. you've been busy.
2: You've been busy. I've been, I've been, you know, checking in on you on the on the gram. And
0: uh, you've been you've been putting some work in since we were in here
2: last time.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to, man. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, hard and kind of crazy at the same time. But you know, I just my main goal is just to try to stay focused because it's like still trying to prove my credibility out here in this street art world. Now that you know. It's, street art so well
1: i mean we're, we're kind of talking about that last time though right it's just like uh you know we were saying that Ellie street art gallery we not only uh you know bring just the street artists we basically bring artists from the street that represent the street too you know and th- i think that actually inspired i think i've been seeing risky put out some some pasters out there
2: right no, a dude called me up one night and was like i thought we were gonna head out and hit the street um i, I couldn't make it out that night because uh you know, i think i was watching the kids that night but um you know, yeah, dude hit me up, and I uh, came very close to uh,
0: heading out on the street with him. So, you, you know, I think I hit you up because my boy Uncut. I don't know if y'all know, if y'all familiar with Uncut Art. What he does to protect your heart, and he goes out and he put "Protect Your Heart" on the side on the sidewalks, like all over, like all over the United States. He's been everywhere, and a lot of celebrities real really posted stuff. I me and him got really cool at Art Basel. So he writes uh, "Protect Your Art." He writes "Protect Your Heart." Oh, okay. Check your heart. That's his get down, so. You guys met at Art Basel, basically? Yeah, we met at Art Basel. Okay. And it was like, me and him started being real, really cool, and he ended up coming out here a month after Art Basel, and we started hanging out, and he was just like, yo, bro, you need to start really, like, getting stuff back up in the streets, so, like, let's collab, and well, that's how I ended up doing the pasties on Melrose, you know Yeah. What I mean? Well, real quick, is he from L.A.? No, actually, he's from New York.
1: He's from New York? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, and then he came out here to L.A. to start doing it. We were doing
0: pieces out in, uh, in New York, basically. Yeah, I mean, he does pieces everywhere. I mean, he was traveling. He travels everywhere putting the protect your heart up. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, So, yeah. L.A. is just one of the spots that he comes to. And then yeah. he happened to come to L.A. and then I was from L.A. Yeah. So, we hit it off so cool in Miami that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we kinda yeah. We just hooked up out here and we've been friends ever since. We've been that- almost friends for a year now. Man, we got to get him on and the tell show, You man. what, man? There's something about... After you, uh, after you go and you hit
2: the streets with somebody, mm-hmm. you developed a whole nother bond. Yeah, you we got a we whole
0: nother bond, and he's actually a fan of your work too, because he was actually act. That's how I ended up hitting you up, because he was like, "Yo, I want to try to holler at that dude, teacher." You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> your reputation I was like, precedes yeah, you. Yeah, I met him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I can make it happen. So yeah. Next time, man. Next time, that, yeah. We gotta that... get him on the show,
1: man. You know, anybody that's a fan Absolutely. of just like, or just in the community, man, because. You know, I think one thing that we always talk about in in this community, there's a lot of haters
0: sometimes, man.
1: Uh, You you know what I mean? uh, yeah. yeah, I
0: hate haters. We
1: were talking about cheeseburgers last time. Remember your cheeseburger theory, man? Yeah,
0: man. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? I always... You know, I got that from my boy Buster from OFTB. He just said, you know what I mean? It's a cheeseburger theory on everything. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people out here. Everybody has a cheeseburger, but then some people are mad because some people might have double meat, and then you might have <laughs> double meat, and you might have lettuce, and then you might have a little bacon, and everybody don't want to get out there and work for their bacon on their lettuce and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So they mad at you because you got a better bite than them. You feel me? <laughs> so they, they got a run and hate. You know what I mean? And like... It's, it, it doesn't make no sense to hate when you could go out here and earn you a fucking... You might get a egg and put on your shit and make his bacon, like, not even exist or taste as good as yours with egg. You know there what I'm saying? Go. It's everybody got everybody got different opportunities to do different things, you know what I'm saying? And it's like some people just don't... They hate on people if they have an opportunity ahead of theirs. And I'm, to me, I'm like, yo... My boy Uncut, he be doing so much stuff, you know what I mean? And I'm around him, and I'm constantly learning from him. Like, we just did something at Jamie Foxx's house a couple of months ago. Oh, damn. And I didn't have nothing to do with that, and I was just there. But I'm not like, oh, I hate you. (laughs) You did this. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Like, you know what I mean? I just look at it as, you know, I big up my friends, you know what I'm saying, out of any game because I feel like. Yo, when they get ahead, then you know, I got the opportunity to either they come back and do something for me or I just got the opportunity to be around my people to be able to network amongst them, too. You feel me? That's good. So I'm happy for anybody that I'm around that get ahead. Cause
2: yeah, you know what? Because sometimes you may get the golden opportunity, but it doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, exactly. You
2: know? <laughs> and so, exactly. you know, it's not just that you got all these opportunities and stuff. You got to be able to produce as well.
0: Exactly. It's like, you know, like I say, you know, I had a major opportunity, you feel me, back in the day when I was doing everything for Death Row, but then I look at the difference of everything right now, you know, back then we didn't have social media. We didn't have Facebook, Instagram. And I say this all of the time, you know what I mean? If I had something like that and I was able to, like, produce and show people more, it ain't no telling where I would be at today. But mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, I mean, going to even be upset with that because I still got the opportunities, you feel
1: me? I mean, yeah. just, to, just to recap on the audience, man. I mean, Risky, to me, is a legend, man. I mean, he drew the Machiavelli cover oh, yeah. he, he, with The Greatest His Death Row. I mean, Hendog came up with the original, uh, you, you know, electric chair. But, you know, The Greatest His Death Row. Uh, uh cover basically it's like so many platinum covers, man. Nate Dog, basically, mm-hmm. you know, Bedaz basically too, you know. So we're just honored to have you back, man. And uh, you know, it's cool to see uh, like I said, somebody from uh the you know a different world, just a hip hop street world man, going into and embracing street art too, man. To us it's like uh you know there's so many people getting into street art but it's just like you know, the motivation's always different, man. And I just feel it's, like, it's actually a perfect, like, segue for your for your career, man. You know what I mean? Because uh, you've always kind of just been around
0: the streets yeah, and, a lot, you
2: know. God knows we would love seeing them images up out there as well, you know. There's some beautiful stuff for people to be looking at instead of s- some of the stupid shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I felt like, but that shit was scary, though. That Melrose That shit was scary bro It was like It wasn't really scary But you just have to Have eyes everywhere We had like When you are pacing up basically Yeah we Mm -hmm. had like Four or five people with us And it was like Yo I was on one street pasting up And we seen these Bright headlights And it was like my boy was like, I'm not sure if that's the man or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I ended These up car shapes are similar. Yeah, so I ended up stopping everything I was doing and I kinda like walked away and it was just crazy because my Jeep was parked like right where I was at. So I kinda like just put the paste <laughs> brush right there by my Jeep and I kinda just kept walking. Cause you know it's so much it's so busy around Melrose all times of night. We did it like maybe about midnight or something like that, and it was still like a lot of traffic. Oh so yeah. I was able to just like walk away, but it was the man. It was the man. Yeah, it was man. Oh, it was? Oh, you got lucky. Yeah, he like, I got lucky, lucky. Because he like, you know, as soon as I put everything and I started walking away, he got closer and I saw him, you know what I mean? And I just kept walking like, hey, I'm...
2: I'm got to keep that right body language, yeah, you know? Like, ain't yeah. nothing going on, ain't nothing to see. nothing going on, ain't
0: none
2: nothing to see. To
0: see. <laughs> but you will be able to see it tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean... Have, yeah, you done, you know. have
2: you done stuff like that before? Did you ever do tagging or anything? Or? I
0: mean, I started my career off as being a tagger, so, you know... That's the difference, like a lot of people think, yo, just because I did stuff at Death Row, you know, I was just basically like an in-house artist. Not that, you know, that there's no, anything to be ashamed of about yeah, that, even no, if it was, I'm no, just saying. I, I started off tagging, you know what I mean? Me and my boys, we had a tag crew in Compton called DTS. You know, we used to go out tagging, writing on RTD when the rough, tough and dangerous was the bus before it was the Metro. We used mm-hmm. to do that. <laughs> We used to backpack, go racking markers and doing all of that. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until I got a little bit older when I started airbrushing and stuff like that that I ended up realizing that it was better for me to make money doing it than actually going out trying to do it. Actually, you know, still in the show when I could just get paid to do the show, like, for you know, without going to jail or having to look out for the police.
2: Yeah, but well, you know, it's one, one way is about, you know, getting respect and, and you know, just a status thing you know what exactly. I mean like you don't want people to fuck with you so you hang out with these guys and you do this and no one fucks with you Yeah. and then the other way is like man this is uh, this is a way to, to make some money and, and actually feed some people
0: exactly and you know that's the crazy part to me because I'm thinking like yo I don't have to commit no crimes I'm getting paid to do this right in office I'm, it's love you know what I'm saying but it seems like the most popular people are the ones that are going out here committing the crime to get their shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then even, I can't even say it's a crime because I mean it's putting the art out there for everybody to see. So, but you know, still a misdemeanor. <laughs> well, you know what?
2: Here's the here's the thing I got with with, with billboards in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to me it's unfair. To me it's like they're stealing some space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't afford to do that. No. You know, you got to be you got to have a ton of money. To be able to put anything in that space Mm -hmm. so you know and most of the time the the nylon wraps that they put on the billboards Mm -hmm. the the advertisements they throw that away Mm. they take it off and they throw it away so you know I I love seeing guys like saute and and um, versus and you know um, these guys just doing amazing pieces Mm -hmm. on these billboards Um, because it's going to get thrown away anyway, Wow. you know. Yeah. And and I would much rather see guys doing stuff like this than being held by their ankles upside down over a sixty or seventy foot um, highway overpass, mm-hmm. doing initials of, of a damn gang. You know what I mean? Like I understand that. I totally understand that. Yeah, I was held awesome. out of a outside of a window when I was doing a, a mural down in uh, Indian Alley in downtown L.A. And there was a point where, you know, I was having to hang because my, my ladder wouldn't reach the piece. Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> my buddy Steven Ziegler um, down there in uh, Winston uh, 118, uh, he's got a um, uh, meditation thing that he does down there as well. But he was sitting there holding me. And at one point, like, I was, <laughs> he was holding me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And felt so death. I, I realized at that <laughs> point, I realized at that point that that was the first time I'd ever done that. And there's a special bond that comes with that, you know. So it, yeah. it, it helps me understand how these gangs develop their their bond with their with their gang members and everything. Yeah. You know. But that's just that's a whole different life, you know. Yeah. what I mean, I mean that's it, a whole different means and everything. It's
0: a thrill too. When I was out there, I mean, it was it was it was a thrill too. And you know what I mean for. Was an adrenaline studio. rush basically yeah it was kind of an adrenaline rush and then it was kind of like the thrill or the excitement of knowing like somebody finna be able to see that i did this and i haven't did this in years you know what i'm saying yeah and it was funny like the day after i started posting it on instagram like putting those shots up there and people started like oh shit man where is it at i gotta go yeah. see it i even like dropped the address and one of my other boys my boy hit me up he was like risky are you crazy you can't be telling them where you put this at, man. You can get a case. <laughs> no. My boy Mike Norris from you know he's out. Um, he does um, he does kicks on Melrose. So my boy Mike Norris, he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, you can't do that, risky. Don't do that." <laughs> so I was like thinking, like, "All right, man, I'm gonna try not to."
1: Well, like I said, I, I, it, it's always like it doesn't matter till. Till someone makes it matter, you you know what I mean. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that can actually elevate your career, man. Yeah, depending on how it's
2: done and everything. Yeah, your your mic is starting. My mic is.
1: (laughs) The lights are off, man. Everything's. We don't have a producer today, man. So it's just. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go turn the lights up. I got him. I got him, dude.
2: You got him. Yeah. But anyways, risky. I want. want,
1: We're speaking of billboards, man. I want to show you this new one that just came out by an artist we had on the show (laughs) named Sabo, man. You know, once upon a time in Hollywood. He 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 draped uh, Jeffrey Epstein's face, man, over (laughs) over Brad Pitt's face, and then he put uh, Once Upon a Time in Pettawood, and then he no, I'm sorry, over Leonardo DiCaprio's face, and then he put Roman Polanski's face over uh, over. Over Brad Pitt's face and saying it's directed by Roman Polanski once upon a time in Petalwood man wow. that's crazy dude you that's know? impressive
0: and you know what the worst part is like and he got up on a real billboard yeah it's a yeah. real yeah, billboard size
1: it's a full-size full one and he got up on some uh um some uh some bus ones that he changed it too the worst part is you know so ABC 7 yesterday when they posted it right they were like oh Vandal did this you know what I mean And they didn't have his name dude at all and so this I commented I was like, hey, man, this is uh, artist Sabo. Here's the link to his episode of our podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, uh, <laughs> you yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we got to give him credit. You know what I mean? You, you can't just, just call him. So what is the,
0: not to cut you off, what is, what is the meaning behind that? What is he saying?
1: Well, basically, what he's saying, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein this is a billionaire guy, right? Um, he recently got caught up in a scandal, basically. He's in jail right now, actually, um, for uh, pedophilia, sex oh, okay. trafficking, basically. Yeah, okay. and then uh, basically he's like, uh, the scandal's
2: the, been going on. They just finally yeah. proved that he had been doing it. Yeah, the scandal's
1: been going on. And also, it's just like, it, it, another reason why it's in the news is because he's had pictures with Donald Trump. They're both billionaires. You know I mean? They're all buddies. He's like friends with the Clintons and everything like that, too. So this guy was found injured in a cell, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not good times in jail for pedophiles, oh, basically, right? You, you know what I mean? Man. So, But I got to give a shout-out to Sable. I mean, there was a lot of... You know, people saying, "Oh, that's in decline." You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but it looks like something. Would yeah, do. yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I mean, in decline probably wouldn't have draped it. He would have just sprayed it. They would have just sprayed it. it, 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 it you know what I mean? Instead of pasting. Instead yeah, of pasting it. it and, you know yeah.
2: what I mean? And tape doesn't necessarily normally paste either. So it's kind of, no. I mean, he sees now that he's doing billboards like. You're this, right. Yeah, he's, he drapes he's, them. Yeah, you're you're he's right. Been pasting. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been getting in more and more elaborate. But you know, when you got a uh, someone that's helping you out that has a little bit of a pocketbook, you know that that helps some. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, but you know what,
1: man? Like that's what I'm talking about. They're making statements in the street, man. You, you, you know, I mean, and, I
2: mean? and 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 adding to that, you know, it, it helps to have someone with a pocketbook help right. But at the same time, you can have all the pocketbook that you want if you don't have a good idea, a clever idea, and the balls to get up there and do it. Then it's not gonna. You're not gonna do anything. Balls, man. I'm missing the balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's
0: gotta be high as hell, right? That's there. high as hell man. for so sure, I'm not, man. And I know there ain't nothing that he just did in 20 minutes either.
2: <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm guessing if it was. I mean, you don't ever want to have more than like two guys up on a billboard. Yeah, then then it causes a lot of tension, basically, right? Well, or, that and just the swaying. You know, if it's a one sided, oh, it's only supported about on that, one side. Man. It's going to be a lot of sway on it and stuff. And you're going to be spraying, or if you're going to be pasting, then you know it's it's a lot of things to consider but you know if you got two people up there something like that's probably going to take about 20 minutes just curious
1: I'm not going to let's not name any names but I'm just saying like are there any artists that it's like hey they don't necessarily like get up there themselves but they ask other people to do it or is that frowned upon in the scene like what, what is, is there a rule behind that I'm just saying like it, well
2: you know what in the uh if you're putting pieces up if you're pasting things up or you're doing stuff like uh, like Sabo does there's really no way of proving who the hell did it. No, I see. And you but don't necessarily you got, want the... When you got guys like Sauté or or Versus or, you know, the God or, you know, these guys that are amazing uh, writers that make beautiful artwork on those pieces, you it's can't a signature. fake that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. You know have to a get certain style said, of, yeah, of uh, writing, basically. You can't bullshit your way into that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But anyways, man, it's it's cool, man. That you going to get up on a, on a billboard soon, Risky? <laughs> No, that's, you know what? That's what's that's if next.
0: You notice I'm heavy,
2: dude. Hey, you know what? Oh, check no, this I'm out.
0: Messing around. So
2: like. check this out. Not long ago, um, <laughs> uh, life after death, also known as uh, Dave Navarro. Um,
0: yeah, has these, some Dave stories. About. Well, this
2: this billboard uh, for the Ink Masters. Okay, I was has, gonna say that's the guy from Ink Masters. Right. right oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so he's he's been messing with those billboards. The first one that came out that he did something on, he did something with uh, Miss Me Art. Um, shout out to Miss Me Art. <sighs> Which I, got okay, I, some... I don't
1: know what she looks like, but she's hot as hell. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get <laughs> me wrong. She's
2: beautiful. She's a beautiful person, like in what she does, as well as her looks and everything. But um, she's also an activist artist as well. But so he did something with her. And then so um, I had an idea and I hit him up and I was like, hey, you know, if there's some extra billboards, you know, how about this? But see, here's the thing. I'm in billboard retirement right now mm. um, and at least for another few years or so till my son is a little bit more stable but if I was to come out of retirement for one billboard this would be it you know what I mean so he said yeah and so there's a billboard that is actually on I think it's Glendale Boulevard and like everybody knows this billboard it is like the easiest billboard to get to you mm. basically you're walking down the street and the fence is already torn down Yeah, you just, you walk up the hill about 25 feet, and then you take a step up of about two feet, and you're standing on the catwalk of the billboard.
0: Wow, so you ain't even got to get way up in the air. No, no, no. Dude, there's so 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 many billboards.
2: There's so many billboards that are not way the hell up there. Mm. Some of the most effective billboards that I ever did were, you know, ones that were actually lower. This is this is the bill. I'm I'm pulling it up right now here too. We, we we got some new technology here. We can actually pull up pictures while we're talking, man. Yeah, dude, <laughs> we're getting there. I mean, dude, when we first uh, interviewed Risky, we were all holding our microphones and we're man. holding drum mics too drum that's, mics, why, yeah. that's why the mic
0: <laughs> yeah i walked in it's kind of real professional around here now yeah yeah it's nice you know,
1: there dude one of the one of the uh, traditions man that we have in is we have these stickers that are pasted on this table right here you know what i mean all the artists come in and they just bring their stickers man so if you're an artist and you're listening to this shit if you get on the show bring your stickers here so we can just cover this desk I man i
0: wish i would have that brought one of my stickers <laughs> Next well, time, dude. Well, we're next we're next th- 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 yeah.
1: You're a recurring character on the show now, man. <laughs> you, you know I mean? We got to see what Compton feels about street art. You, you know what I mean? That's an important uh, opinion, basically.
0: I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people in Compton that are doing their thing. You feel me? And I'm kind of, you know, it feels good to just see a lot of this coming out of the city. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to see the people that's ready from the city come out of the city. So, yeah. yeah. You
2: know what? Um with our repeat uh with our repeat artists I want to start talking about like some current things yeah that are going yeah on. yeah because it's like because we've already from... met them we know them a little bit and everything now actually right now what do you got going on right now well, you you got uh he's got a new coloring book man that's what we have him on. you know what let's talk about
1: that
0: first yeah yeah I mean I did a, I just did my Tupac coloring book uh, you know every year around the time of Tupac's passing or his birthday or something I always try mm-hmm. to drop something, so this year on the um, anniversary of his birthday, well, it wasn't anniversary, I guess it was on his birthday I wanted to drop something that was like dedicated to him, because I, I, I try to tell people. Yeah, June 16th. Like before Pac passed, the day before, when I turned him over to the Machiavelli album cover, we were supposed to, you know, do an art show and he was gonna be the host of it, so that was gonna be one of the first projects we were supposed to walk, work on when he ended up coming back from Vegas with me, painting some pictures and stuff for his house, but everybody knows the story. He didn't make it back from Vegas. So I always try to dedicate something to him because I feel like if it wasn't for me like doing those album covers or working with him I really wouldn't have like supporters. I don't like to say fans supporters that are like all over the world like Sometimes when I sell my books, I mean I get people from Australia, Poland, Italy, France, Spain. I mean people know about me all over the world Mm -hmm. You know in different places that I may not get the opportunity to set my foot so I just decided this year I wanted to do something like that I was more along the lines that I could kind of show you his story. You know what I mean? Because everybody that are coming up that know of Tupac, they know Tupac, but the only thing they really know is you know, he got into a fight with Biggie. He got into a fight at the MGM, and then he's dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really cool. Yeah, the most
2: interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, There's that. It's the end stuff.
0: You yeah, know, what I mean? they don't really know. You know, it is. You know, unless they're really like in-depth fans or really know follow his story. You know, his mom was a Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? She, she was she was being sent to prison and she ended up being her own attorney and got herself off of a case you know what i mean you know she she had him you know a few weeks after getting out of prison you know what i mean and he grew up he grew up in um in the political like black panther era so his mama made him like when he got in trouble his mama made him read books you know what i'm saying so Uh tupac was smart way beyond what people really think
2: clever so, mom clever mom
0: I just wanted to like show that story you know from his time like before he was born just from his mom and what she went through all the way until the time you know up until his death like all of the movies all of the DVD, the CDs everything that he had been through from the time he had got the death row all the way to the end it was basically like my movie and like art
2: you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah, yeah dude that's awesome
0: dude man like uh you know i picked up uh, a
1: copy of risky's uh, uh a book last time art is my life man and uh there's so many good little tidbits in there man like uh don't let the cover fool you all it says is art is my life and yellow ye- yellow letter, and it's just black you know and but if you open it up man there's tons of beautiful art there's like letters in there of like you know risky and Suge, man so definitely just go check it out man and, and
2: well, dude i i love the uh that you made it into a coloring book. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, that I mean, that I mean, helps I mean, you reach some yeah. young kids, you know what I mean? Then start getting that message to them early.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of times when I do a lot of coloring books, I mean, I really don't dedicate it to like, for the children, you know what I mean? I just got into it with this guy over the other day over on Instagram about that the other day, because I did a clip from like, uh, Above the Rim. And actually it was a clip with Birdie Mack and another actor and it had, I guess, Birdie was being, Birdie was robbing Flip at that time and they were messing around with him and they had, one of the artists had like a gun to his face. And he was basically, the, the person on Instagram came in like, oh, this is for the kids, like you should teach the kids something better than this or whatever and I'm thinking like, bro, you didn't even pick up the book, you know what I'm saying? You looking at one picture, but yet and still, you know what I'm saying? You trying to judge my whole book off of this one picture when this is acting right here You know what I'm saying It's like What what We're in the era right now You know what I'm saying When the smallest of kids Can just turn on regular TV And they can see guns You know what I'm saying So it's like or YouTube Yeah I mean YouTube Regular TV Shit in the street Whatever The news You know what I'm saying It's just like Everything is so evident So I just found it funny Like Out of out of all of the things that you see, you just want to pick that one thing to comment on, and see that's one thing that I really don't like about social media. Social media gives a voice to people that don't even have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what oh I mean? yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a good thing, but it can get annoying to yeah, some point. It really it, you know annoying, what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Especially for people that are just sitting at home miserable as hell. So this is the only outreach that they have is to get out here and fucking get on somebody's nerves. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah, but
2: it gives some irritating. people, their, their energy is by antagonizing others. Yeah, and
0: I'm like, I'm not going even like, sometimes it, it make, sometimes I don't even like to say shit to people, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes oh, yeah. it just might pick up. It might I might be in a bad attitude, you know, and I might just say some shit back, you know what I'm saying? But then I start thinking about it after I told him that, he kind of want to keep going forward. And I was trying to be cool with like, look, bro, this is what it is. You can't tell me nothing, you know what I'm saying? So go have a cool day, suck it easy. You feel me? <laughs> so I get off. He want to keep responding. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I said what I said. Block. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I yeah. ain't got to yeah. deal with you no more. So anybody that follow me, if you get on my page and you say some shit that I don't like, I'm not going to argue. I'm going to just block you because I do care less. You don't need don't yeah. yeah. that negative shit. That's one of the things that's nice
2: yeah. is yeah. to be able to block people.
0: Uh, it's like... Oh, let be block Oh, block this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you don't count. I mean, you really don't count. You know what I'm saying? So i just block a person real real fast. You I'm know gonna... who I'd like
2: to block? Who? I'd like to block Mitch McConnell. What
0: the hell is that? Do we follow you? <laughs> uh,
2: no, Mitch McConnell is the uh, Senate majority leader. He's the one that, uh, the most recent asshole thing that he's done is they were trying to pass some new voting reforms uh-huh. to help deal with the election interference and meddling by not only the Russians, but all these other motherfuckers out there because they're not the only ones. Um, and he and the GOP blocked, I think it was two or three different measures that they're trying to pass. Uh-huh. So, you know, basically what this is doing is helping the, the system to stay Republican. And he is also this son of a bitch that is um, basically uh, saying that climate change doesn't exist.
0: I think it does because, I mean, you just see how the world is just getting hotter. Different things are hotter. Hotter and now. colder and crazier. Of, like, yeah, the storms,
2: like- the, yeah.
0: This was the coldest winter I ever really had in California. Like, it was actually really cold. Yeah. You feel me? And that's kind of really crazy. And it's like, now it's really fucking
2: hot. Well, dude, they just had (laughs) the hottest June ever. Yeah, Ever recorded.
1: Right now in like Europe, it's like 42 degrees or I mean C's, which is like, I don't know, that's like a hundred something. Yeah. You know? yeah that's yeah, in the 100, Yeah, 100 115 or some shit like that. You know, none of those fools have air conditioning out there no. either, man. No, you know what no. I mean? Yeah,
0: in my picture I posted yesterday on the ground. Houses in Compton, they're so old, they do not have air conditioning. So my mom and them do not have no air conditioning. We are ceiling ceiling fans, and that's when that rotates the <laughs> Yeah. Exactly what a rotisserie chicken is. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm literally dying trying to find something to do. Like taking breaks from the house to go sit in my car and turn the air conditioner on. You know. What I mean? That's Being like a convection
2: time. oven. You got this ceiling fan yes. going. <laughs>
0: So it's like, you know, these are the times that I really hate being, you know, at my mom's house, you know what I'm saying, is when well, I have to be there, it's like, oh my God, this heat is like murder.
1: But yeah, man, hey, you know what? Global is not real, though, you know?
0: No, <laughs> no, climate change what? No, who knows? No, yeah. I'm saying a
1: lot of people feel that way, you, yeah,
0: you, you, no, you know? I, I mean? You know what, I watched something the other day and somebody was talking like how the planet is alive. And I started thinking about it real deep down the side, like we have earthquakes, you know, stuff that goes on in the, in the earth, different things, like volcanoes and stuff like that so I'm thinking like that shit is really true man the the earth is really alive you know what I'm saying because it has to be doing something for those off volcanoes to erupt and for us to have these earthquakes and different things like that I can't say so far as like the storms but just the different things that take place with movement in the earth and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like yeah yeah, this earth is really alive I believe that it really is
2: and I tell you what the the recent uh, quake that we had and the tremor and everything oh that shit was scary now here's one thing that I just recently learned you know I'm thinking that these couple of little quakes would help relieve some stress and maybe keep the big one from happening for a while but uh yeah evidently not um so yeah <laughs> you live and you learn but what uh, so what did you feel the the quakes risky well what uh
0: yeah i felt the one on the fourth of july i felt like wow we just had a quake and it wasn't really like it was a small kind of quake even though it was bigger where it was centered at but just for it to get the rocking, and it seemed like it was the longest rock I ever felt in a quake. Like, it just didn't really stop, so I was, like, really, like, thankful that it wasn't, like, sending where we were, because it would have really tore up some stuff, because I felt like a quick jolt. And it's like, I got, man, I got so many shoeboxes, and I got them stacked all up to the ceiling. I could see them shift. <laughs> no, it's just like, oh man please don't start falling like you gonna start tearing up some shit like don't fall but,
1: that's fucking funny man Yeah,
0: oh, man but, no i was i was like man i was like kind of really mesmerized from that because you know we haven't really had a big quake since the Northridge quake way back in the day you know what i'm saying? 94
2: 1994 yeah. teacher are you here yet for that one no
1: oh, okay no, no. i mean damn dude i remember this as a kid man that shit was fucking scary, bro. Like, it was. That, that was one of my, like... As a kid? As a kid, basically. Was yeah, I was guess my, you're only... Yeah. I mean, I was... I it's young fucking I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that... I mean, I was like... <laughs> maybe like 10, 12 years old. Or I don't know. Actually,
0: no. I was about 18. Okay. I'm gonna let you tell your story and I'm gonna tell you my story about that. Well, no. You, you probably have
1: a way more interesting. Story. I was only 12 years old, so like I said, we it was just like I said, it was one of my first early scary memories. Like... You know, we had to duck cover under the table. I'm not even sure if that's the best thing you should do right now. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No. I think now they teach kids to like you should, if you're in a suburban area, you go outside, basically, yeah. right? But I mean if you're in the city, you know, cars will be like rolling over, oh, telephone man. you know, you don't want to necessarily go outside, right? But no, But not anyways, like I said, we, you know, we're hiding underneath the table so all the rubble can fall on us, basically, right? That that's what they taught you in the nineties. Were you, you know? at home when it happened? Yeah, I was at home. It was like four in
0: the morning or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. that day, I was out, we were out with my friends, and we were at another one of my friends' house, and we were playing a drinking game called Bullshit. And it's like, you gotta go, you Bullshit, you, you Bullshit, such and such, however it go, if you miss saying Bullshit, you have to take a shot. And they pour up how much they want you to drink. And you gotta drink it. (laughs) So we shotting, shotting, shotting the whole night. We didn't mix, I'm surprised I didn't die from alcohol poisoning. (laughs) So we, I ended up going home, and I was so loaded, like, really drunk. I couldn't even, like, tell my mom and them to, like, let me in or whatever. Because at that time, I was, like, about 18. So I ended up jumping the side gate because my I stayed, and, like, we had a bonus house, like, in the back of the house. So that was, like, my spot. So I ended up jumping the gate. Cl- I don't know how I got in the house. Got in the house, closed the door, laid in the bed. The earthquake hit. It just was, got in the bed. Just got in the bed. <laughs> Loaded. It was shaking so bad, I couldn't even get up, dog. I, it was just still shaking. I'm in the bed. Just, <laughs> if the ceiling would have fell down, it would have killed me, but I just could not what else get ceiling up. Fans? What These are, are the epic bed spins of all man. time. That was like one of the worst, and I just laid there the whole time until it stopped. And then oh, to wake oh, up the next morning to see how much damage it had actually done, like not too far from where Compton was. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It tore down a lot of stuff. Like it knocked down a couple of freeway yeah, overpasses. Man. Some people died. Yeah. It was kind of, it was, it was, no, that I, was horrific. I remember seeing on TV, man.
1: It's like, Cars are driving up to the place where the freeway collapsed, <laughs> and then just stopping. Just stopping. I mean, you know, oh. stop. That's some movie shit, right there. That's man. hardcore. Like, you know what it's... I mean? So this time, I think the 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 uh, earthquake was kind of like out east, basically, and yeah. y- you know what I mean, so it wasn't as big. But like I said, it's kind of you know, that's, I was even in town for both either of them, man. You know what I mean, I was a, uh, I was I was in Tennessee at the time. Oh shit! You know what? Speaking of that, man, I went to the fucking. Um, Jack Daniels distillery man Ooh, yeah man it was it was cool dude it was it was super cool man yeah you know? <laughs> now I hear that they don't you don't actually get to drink you're supposed to well apparently that changed six years ago so they, they distill whiskey you know what I mean on, on the spot in Tennessee right yeah and then uh um you know they you know they basically just it's kind of like brewing beer actually they, they boil a bunch of like different types of grains and and right and things like that and then they just let it sit in a barrel, basically, right? Mm. But the main thing is, in the past six years, uh, uh, I guess it's a dry county normally, so that you can't right. drink inside that I mean. county. Super religious, right? right? But I guess they got some tasting permits, so now you actually can, man. You know, what I mean. But um, it's cool because they actually you can actually uh, you know they have a statue of Jack Daniel, <laughs> right? And then he's uh, got his like Captain Mo stance, right, with his foot. Oh, And he's on a rock, and then that statue's called Jack on the Rock, dude, you know?
0: Wow. (laughs) You know, I'm working on doing my own alcohol, too, right? Oh, yeah? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm trying to do, like, a vodka um a flavor gin and all of that. We just had the meeting like nice. a couple of days ago, so. Nice. Okay. Working on that right now. What co- I a mean, risky. Like, man, dude,
1: it's like your own Ciroc, basically, right? Is that what yeah, to do. Yeah.
0: You know, and it was crazy because actually I had a guy, you know, he just hit me up. He has a distillery and stuff out there in um, San Diego. Okay. And he just hit me up and he was like, "Yo, I see you following, I see what you're doing. You are you interested in doing a collab? I have this, let's Let's put together your own spirit. And I was like, yeah, Burn. show me the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my, you know, my, my partner, she stays out in San Diego. So I just had her okay. do, the, do the meeting and she just came back from the other day. You know what I'm saying? Saying it was a cool meeting. It was very productive. You know what I mean? So now we're getting ready to be working on trying to get my own bottles. Nice, okay, it's nice. Be like the
2: Risky Gin. Yeah. For you having I mean? trouble and
0: having fun again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that, man. I like that. So, you know, I'm, everything is like I'm going to do the bottle. You know, I'm going to do the label on it and probably, you know, make it real artsy. Because, you know, I put it even put it on my Facebook and I told everybody, like, yo, if I came out with my own alcohol, would you be interested in buying the bottle? And, like, so many people responded. I was like, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think I was going to get a response like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm just really grateful.
2: Dude, people enjoy alcohol, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. well, you know, there's people who can who can and- are able to enjoy it. Unfortunately, there's others who have the disease and are not able to. But, dude, there's plenty of people that can. But and, also, uh, also, it's
1: cool. You get a cool bottle
0: and piece of art with it, too. Yeah. Risky's going to design the bottle, man. Yeah, I'm going to design a bottle. I'm going to probably have them send me the bottles. and I'm going to put paint on each one. I'm going to make each one of them different and have them fill them up.
1: Yeah, and last time we were talking about, you know, doing the, uh, uh, the spray cans, too. We finally got that set up, man. And we're going to have those, uh, y- y- you know, we're going to have some really cool stuff for you, too. Uh, working on that, man. Things Looking forward like, to designing mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we're going to have a series of that coming out. But, um, hey, you know what, Risky, I saw The Radiant Child finally, man. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Like I said, it was interesting, man. Because, like, before, you know, for Basquiat, like I said, I did my reading. um, I looked at the art. I studied. But I didn't take the time to, like, watch the movie yet. You you know what I mean? And the movie really, really shows you his personality. Yeah, how he was
0: really in his element or how he painted and how he really was. You know what I mean? A lot of them are just so formal. You know what I mean? Where you're just sitting there and he's talking. But you just really got to see him chilling. Chewing on gum and shit. Yeah, feel me <laughs> and just painting and I mean, I mean he died child. of a
1: Bosque. Died of a heroin overdose, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: basically, yeah. You know,
1: and, and you know, the whole time I was watching it, man. Um, uh, you know, you I kept on popping in my mind because I, I know you were saying that you felt like there was a lot of connections, basically, of your story, basically, or at least your your background, dude. Yeah. So I was just thinking, like, you, you know, um, uh, like w- which part specifically? You, you know what I mean? Because like I said, he's from. Uh, torn Tough neighborhood Too Just like you You know
0: what I mean But uh, I'm, I'm just curious Yeah, I just felt like Just from him being a street, Being being a street artist And then making it Like how he did make it You know what I'm saying Because I was a street artist yeah. I was doing a lot of stuff In the streets You know Hanging out with a lot of groups Rap groups And stuff like that yeah. Doing a lot of artwork for him And then I end up One day just finally Getting the death row yeah. When all my stuff Is being seen around the world so I felt kind of connected with him on that part, but I just wasn't connected, like, on the other parts, like, with the drugs and stuff like that. But Man, be thankful. So, yeah. Be so grateful. Just the creative part, I felt connected, just like how we were raised and where we sure. came from during that era, you know? Because he was, he was way older than me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think. I think he was about... When he was doing everything, I was young. Like, you know what I mean? Because when he died in 88, I was like maybe about 12 or 13, 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what
1: yeah. I mean? So. Well, one thing I, I. Another thing I kept on thinking the whole time I was watching the movie, man, I was like, dude,
0: Jay Z is like on Basquiat's nuts, man. <laughs> <You know laughs> <what> I, mean? <laughs> I mean, I just went to. The Broad and I saw a couple of paintings the other day, you know what I mean? And I'm just like Oh yeah, I've saw the work they have there. there it yeah. Is. It's like when you look at everything, you know, I had one artist that used to call me and be like, Man, that shit is whack. It's this and that. It's like, you know, but I haven't seen it in person yet. Is it different in person, man? I mean, it's really different to me in person. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people say, It looks so childish, but you that's where you got every you got the misconception of everything because when you look at him he said he was channeling his inner childhood so that's basically how all his art was but then when you go and you look at the pieces and you see layers upon layers of different paints paint brushes and arts and all of that how he's mixing everything up like he had a lot of skill just in mixing color and doing all of that yeah. but then when you but then when you get to seeing everything in person and you see like some of his shit you might see a fingerprint you might see where he stepped on it. Like, he got one painting in the bro right now. All you see is f- tennis Footprint. shoe footprints on all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like everything he did was just, like, so, like, exquisite to, to the way that he laid it down. And it's like you really have to really just go see one in person and just really just get an idea how much he put into the work. And no one was really doing anything like that at the Nobody time. was doing nothing like that at the time. And so
1: You know what Matt uh, like again I haven't seen it in person but the, the movie allowed you to kind of view it in a bigger than just like an image on your screen some, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean and it looks really good from far away a lot of things because it's like he called it like kind of like his biggest inspiration was Picasso actually. When you see all these like You know, weird shape faces and things like that. Um, And you know, if you look at Basquiat, it's actually quite reflecting in that too. You know, I mean, there was
0: another artist too that Basquiat really was a fan of. I'm trying to look it up one second. His name was actually my friend Bart is the one that told me about it. But
1: is it the one that got killed by the the police?
0: No, that's not the guy. Okay, I know who you're talking about. I can't even recall his name. His name was. Cy Tombly. Cy Tombley. That was... That, oh, yeah. That yeah, 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 yeah. C-Y-T-W-O-M-B-L-Y apostrophe S. Tom, well, Tombly, no. He, he just put the apostrophe S because he's talking about his painting, but Cy Tombly is one of the people that influenced Basquiat also. Oh,
1: interesting, Now I'm taking a look at his work right here. Like I said, it's a lot of...
0: Conceptual. Very lot, it's simple. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know what? One thing that I... Uh, like you are saying, like a lot of people criticizing his works look like childish... Uh, that they mentioned the documentary that it's just like it's really he has really really strong brush strokes, you know what I mean which it just shows that it's he's very confident in in his images man so it's like even though it looks like uh, just scratches sometimes he had an idea of what he wanted on that painting
0: man Yeah, you just got to go see one in pro- person like I said I, just, I recommend just go to the bro like I, I saw I saw some of his work one time when I was in New York you know my ex-girlfriend she knew that I was really like a fan of his work and she was like she had a surprise for me when I came out to New York and when I went out there we ended up pulling up at the Brooklyn Museum, you know what I mean? And and it was just so it had a Basquiat exhibit there to so where I was able to see some of his paintings there, some of his notebook writings and stuff like that. So I mean, it's just I would just say before you judge who he is, just go see his work and then really just look at it, and then you know form your opinion after that. Like, yeah,
1: and you know, what I was saying that Jay Z's on this guy's nuts because like he's got his hair like him, he's wearing the same hats. <laughs> I <think> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, I recent... didn't really notice that similarity. No, no, rec- no recently Jay Z's been doing the Bosky hairstyle. Yeah, I see he got that hairstyle.
0: Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just
1: I'm just saying that he's yeah. trying to channel that. Uh, um, the style, you know what I mean, and those interviews that he was given, like I said, I understand why Jay Z would feel so uh, inspired by uh, Basquiat, too, because, uh, like I said, they're kind of—it's a similar story, man. It's a rough neighborhood to grow up in, and to be able to overcome that. Um, one thing that I really thought was really interesting in this movie, man. Um, he was with this girl for a little while, right? He posted up in her house, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then she's like, you got to start paying the bills, man. You, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, you're living here, right? Mm-hmm. And so he tried to, like, work for, like, a, a something for a little while, right? And then one night they had a conversation saying, like, he's like, you know what? I'm meant to be a painter. And the fact that I have to do all this other stuff is some type of slavery for me, man, as an artist. And then from that day on, they decide that he will
0: paint and she will work. I was like, damn. (laughs) But she took care of him. And then when he blew, he ended up, you know. Taking care of her. Taking care of her. you know Exactly, Exactly. If you really look at interviews with her, too, and she gets to talk and she's like. Even after he passed, she would be like cleaning up and going through stuff, and she would find like she would find stacks of money that he hid in like books. Yeah, <laughs> he would put. She said he would literally put stacks of money underneath pillows <coughs> on the couch and books and different stuff. And she said she would always run up on that because sometimes he would forget. She said even <sighs> when he made it big, he would only buy certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah, he
1: didn't have a bank account, man. So yeah. so what he? Well, would,
0: yeah, he didn't have a bank account. So he uh, was getting a lot of
1: money for you know, his paintings. Like all of like, like, them were selling. Grand? 30 grand for painting or something, you know, what are you going to do with it? He bought
0: a camera. <laughs> yeah. A camera. He bought a uh, a disc, something, something to do where he could record with. Yeah. When he was doing his group. He, he bought that. That was Those are so, things. And you can see this guy, this guy has so much money, like it didn't even matter to him. He was painting in $5,000 Armani suits. Yeah. Um, like he was really like, he really didn't have like that that, that vibe that everybody has. Like me, I'm not finna paint in my Jordans. Oh,
2: hell no, man. Yeah, that shit gotta come off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't,
0: that didn't really mean everything to him. Once he got the money, it wasn't that big to him no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. The where mm-hmm. he really cared like that. And he would he would still, like, give the homeless people hundred stacks of hundreds. You know what I mean? He was just... That's cool, man. Like I said, and
1: another thing that I learned, man, like, I learned quite a bit, like I said, yeah, you realize, like, how much you just want to have some preconceived notions when you look at somebody's art, man? You, you know, when you yeah, don't when you know. you take
2: the, one image out of context.
1: <clears throat> exactly. You know, when you don't know the whole story. You know, and um, one thing that I really enjoyed too was that uh, I guess that the later on he was trying to legitimize himself more um, to the to the white people. <laughs> you know, what I mean, and then so basically he did some uh, uh, collaborations with Andy Warhol at the time, right? right. And then like. Uh, Andy Warhol was actually declining in popularity because it's the '80s, man. You gotta think Campbell's Soup is in the '60s, man. Like, oh yeah. E- e- yeah, You know, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So it's like the '80s right now. He's this old, weird, pale, like <laughs> looking like a mop on his head kind of dude. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So Basquiat was doing, uh, you know, and you have that famous uh, the boxing picture of them, the, the of, of them basically. You know, and it, it's just it's just cool, man. The whole story of like. Um, what I kind of got away from is like, even if you're making a ton of money, man, you're still trying to be legit. Oh yeah. Y- y- yeah. You know what I mean? You're, it's, there's something inside you as an artist that I guess tells yourself like, Hey, I want to, this will make me more satisfied as an artist, man. I well, mean,
2: you know, here's the other thing though, as an artist, um, technically you can't retire. You I'm don't retire you until it. you die. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, as an artist. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of the artists, though, like they don't really get like uh, discovered, man, until a little bit later, too. You oh, yeah, I mean, you... mean
2: uh, what's his face, um, Gerhard Richter.
1: Gerhard Richter. Reck- let pull. Let's, I'm going to pull some up right now. So we Gerhard
2: can... Richter, um, like he he didn't get popular until he was in his late 40s, and now he is the number one selling artist in the world. Really? Yeah.
0: I'm taking a look at some of his stuff right
2: here. Well, it, was, he got, colors, it was a lot of colors. Smearing colors. So that's why I feel like
0: it's never too late for me to get popping. Because a lot of these cats, like, they get it when they way older. Like, I just met. Yeah, dude. Well, it doesn't matter. I didn't matter. even meet uh, this artist, but I went to his studio maybe, like, a couple of weeks ago in Hollywood. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Goof, Goofold? Goofold? Well, how do you spell that? I'm bringing his word up G-U-F-O-G. Huh? I believe it's G-U-F-O-G-G, Goofold. No. Probably seen his work. He but. does a lot of abstract work, but I mean, he he okay. Paint, okay. he okay. paints real people and all of that. But I mean, he—it oh, looks, looks like a bunch of ribbons, basically, exactly. man. Yeah, and he has like nice well, representation. He's selling like two hundred thousand dollar pieces. Jeez. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but dude, I would go insane. How, how I would go insane work? if all I ever did was was that. You know? Okay, I guess I'll do it in red this time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, but he paints. <laughs> he paid and like i saw his oils like a real like real people and like his his oils are off the chain but that's mainly what he does right there that's i cool.
2: guess he has a market for yeah it. he's he... selling
0: those pieces like i think he just had some stuff that sold at sotheby's god like two hundred thousand damn well huh? you know yeah pieces in his studio that were going like three hundred thousand i'm like damn bro here's the
2: thing here's the thing okay people that these these people that have tons of money that buy these pieces, mm-hmm. the uh, if you hang out with these people, you're gonna find out that they are just you know some of them, sometimes the most weirdest people you'll ever meet. Exactly. Okay. And so the artwork that they buy, it it, it doesn't have anything to do with any kind of credibility or and awards. I, or I don't know. I just
0: want to be in that circus somewhere. Like you know <laughs> what I mean. I just want to. <laughs> You, you know, know what? I mean, the highest piece that I sold, I sold a piece to A&E for 25000 You know what I mean? And I'm trying to do yeah. that every day. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you no, no. You
2: got plenty of time and plenty of room. Yeah. You know what I and mean? plenty of good reputation. The <laughs> reason why is
0: with 25000 man. I'm, I'm just. Hey. 25 racks. I was like,
2: yeah,
0: I'll <laughs> take that. Yeah.
2: Well, you know I'll what, though? Here's it. the thing, though. You are just got to be careful, too. Because um, I've seen it a couple of times where, uh, actually, yes, a couple of times, not just once, where an artist sold a piece Mm -hmm. for a large amount of money. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, so then you sold that piece that was this size for that amount of money. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your next piece that you're going to sell, okay, what size is it going to be and how much are you going to sell that for? Yeah, that's truthfully. And who are you going to sell that to? Yeah, because when
0: they bought the piece, they own all rights. I can't even, like, make a T-shirt. I can't do nothing out of it. They own it. But I is, own an original, though. I see. Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, but what what happens though is then all of a sudden you have a certain price rate that is way, way. beyond where you should be. I mean, you then know, all I of a can, sudden you're not yeah. selling anything. You know I what mean, I mean?
0: You know, you can't really say what a what a price point is going to be be beyond you because you know the art is in the eye is in the eye of the beholder. You exactly. know what I mean? And sometimes. The price you get is in how deep a person's pocket is. You feel me? Because I have some and people the mood. There, yeah. No, I have some people that are, that buy for me that are strictly collectors. That I know. I okay. I can really get my real bread from this person right here. Right. And then I have some people that just want some things done. Right. You feel me? Now the people that just want some things done, I'm, I'm gonna give them enough to cover what they paying. Mm-hmm. But the people that are, are collecting and giving me the real bread, I'm gonna take my time, I'm gonna give them this, I'm gonna wrap it up. It's gonna be yeah. nice, uh-huh. it's gonna be neat. You're gonna know you can get something from me again. Right. So it just depends on who the person that you're dealing with that. Yeah. and also know, Some here's, people have deep pockets, some people don't. That's right, the,
2: the, another good piece of advice is if you're gonna make that big sale, Believe it or not, but uh, unfortunately, a lot will go to the gallery. But it is better to do that sale through a gallery.
0: Exactly, I got you. Because if you just
2: do it through yourself, then who's to believe you? You know, you like know, yeah, no, 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 no. I sold this for uh, forty thousand. You know, no, I sold this 80, for eighty thousand. You know, well, and uh, who's to I, say
0: I, what? But I gotta, I gotta check stuff that approved. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, yeah. so if you wanna definitely do anything? Those. I definitely got a check stub to show you. This is what I do, but. I mean it's like I said it just it just depends on who you're dealing with you feel well, me you know,
2: see luckily you got the story behind you you know what I mean it all comes down to the story of the artist yeah, you know what I mean too. like Van Gogh you think he'd be interesting at all like anyone would know who he is if he hadn't sliced his fucking ear off yeah okay <laughs> and <he> killed himself <laughs> too right yeah, uh, yeah like I mean, Aiden, the, the, then you don't get to enjoy your <laughs> your monies you know well, <laughs> yeah but at the same time you know, uh, Risky, his his path that he's taken and where he's gone and what he's done is so different than, you know, a lot of people out there. Um, that it's, you know, he can be inspiring. A very inspiring
1: story. Can we go back and talk about Tupac real quick? Because there's, like, something funny that was in the news recently, man. You hear about this guy. Um, he was, a, like, a some city official or something like that that... Oh, yeah, they got fired? That got fired, man. <laughs> what yeah, happened was, he was like a... Let me, let me pull up. Tupac Obsession
0: fired. You know, Yeah, was, I saw that. I thought that was... like He was a public official, basically. Every single,
1: like, Friday, he'd send out, like, Tupac Fridays, basically. And he's a... The thing is, like, he's an Iowa official. This is, this is what this guy looks like, dude. This is, no. this, is like,
2: this is like a Dick Cheney, with <coughs> man looking motherfucker right here. Dude. That looks yeah. like Dick Cheney and Mike Pence combined, yeah. like they had a love
1: child yeah, you know, or something. What was your thought when you heard this story, man? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I thought, I, I wouldn't ask you about this since you're coming in.
0: I mean, when I really thought about it, I kind of really didn't think nothing about it because, you know, there's so many people that, you know, have so many, like, fake stories regarding it. But when I saw that it was a real story... It just lets me know that in some parts of the world, freedom of speech really don't exist. You feel me? Mm. And and it, I don't know. I kind of probably wouldn't be doing that at my job anyway, though. You know, no matter yeah. how, how much of a fan I was. Because I do, I mean, Tupac, you you already know the story behind me. But I don't think that I would have a government or a state official job and I would be doing that every week. I yeah, that, that,
1: I do that. that was kind of weird. But you know what? I also thought about, I said, you know what? This this white dude right here, this, you know, 6 or 7 year old so white. they were
0: like, oh no, we ain't you know, even gonna deal with you with that. We're gonna shut you down you know, with like, that right now. Man. Exactly,
1: but you know what I thought? I bet, you, I said, this guy probably had his mind opened by Pac, though, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He probably, like, never understood the black experience at all, never had any black friends or anything, and why he's so obsessed with it is because you can easily become, you know, you start playing your favorite song. They were saying every single uh, day he played changes, and he remind everybody let's change the way we eat let's change the way we treat each other that's
0: one of the songs that my father is always talking about yeah if he don't know no other pox song he knows changes yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly that's why i thought it's like kind of interesting because it's like hey you know what it's a positive thing but i think this guy kind of took it a a little obsessive you you, you
0: know what i mean (laughs) yeah i couldn't i couldn't did that at the workplace so i couldn't really uh, it's kind of like if you did something like that you can kind of expect something dramatic something to happen, to happen basically that, right you know yeah, I mean? yeah So i don't think that i could have really did that <laughs> yeah uh, you, you know what another thing that i
1: was you know we talk about fake stories man and Pog, man things mm-hmm. that always come up i was uh uh i'm producing this rapper named kelly smooth he's friends with suga knight's uh, son and he was always looking for tupac man and tmz's covered it man mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean so i'm always just like I don't know, man. It's just crazy, dude. People are still looking for Tupac right now. Oh, you know what? I got a a
2: story for you. I'm just trying to find the picture now. Um, So the the wife and I, um, we work with a group of investors that that, uh, flip houses. Uh And so one of the houses that we saw recently, um, we were told was uh, Tupac's house. Uh, right before he passed away
0: which uh-huh. one is that the one in, uh, Tarzana? is yeah. Tarzana yeah Tarzana okay, yeah well, yeah yeah yeah
2: wow okay so it may have been his um, there was a, uh, a slab of concrete where uh, someone had written outlaws um, I think uh, outlaw from uh, from one of his one of his friends or whatever had written that mm-hmm. but um, Yeah, I'll I'll find it and we'll put it up later. But uh, I had a picture of that engraving where I guess he had actually, it was supposed to be Tupac. That was what the, the realtor was... You know, selling. The yeah, we had things. to ask you to confirm, but now you say Tarzana, man. that, that, that Well, that kind of half confirms it right there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
0: I know. I know him about about him having that place in Tarzana, and he also had a penthouse at the uh, Wilshire House on Wilshire Boulevard. That was the last place that I ended up meeting with him at right before everything happened in Vegas. Oh, for sure, man. Oh so, yeah, dude. So, well,
1: there you go, man. Because he he sent that text to me. And I was like. I don't know, man.
0: It could be, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, he had that. If you look it up on YouTube, you can see that same house because I think they celebrated his birthday in that house. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So you can look up Tupac's birthday, and they have, like, actual footage of him and his family. They bought him a cake, and he was at that, was that house. It was a nice house, man. That yeah, was... it was a nice house. They All, all of them had nice homes.
2: Well, from what I heard, though, it wasn't until like towards the end that he actually got that home. Like he was living in apartments and stuff like that, or had like a place at that W, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't I really mean, have a home, a house like that. And, and uh, I think
0: Pac would Pac would stay wherever was closest to the studio. If like he worked in the studio, I thought I think that he would, you know, he probably would probably stay there, or or if he was like always doing something like in L.A., he would stay there. I think he he stayed to stayed in places of according to however he hung out. Is this the house, man? We're pulling up the uh, the
1: video of the, the birthday party. I'm
0: just curious. It, oh, oh okay. I thought, is, it, can, I, thought you you take, I was just looking at the
2: Yeah
1: uh, can you tell if it's the same house that that you, that you looked uh, at? man?
2: does not no, no no no, no dude. Not. No. This this one the the kitchen in it was like amazing. Okay. It That's might have got remodeled. Really, since, like, really, really kind of high sick, ceilings. Yeah. Um, okay. it was totally done up. It was it was it was amazing really um but uh yeah well I only i but guess that could have been uh that was actually it then that's cool uh, man but
1: like i said man it's just cool that you know still today park is you know megavillion lives on like i always like to say man yeah, it, it
0: definitely does
1: you know, but hey, what are, what other are projects you coming up with uh, aside from uh, the coloring book? Do you have anything
0: else lined up for uh, anniversary at Pop's death? You know, I mean, not really right now. Of late, I kind of said that like after I did the coloring book, it was gonna be the last project that I was gonna work on Pop related for a okay, while. You okay, okay. I mean, because right now what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to like, I'm getting ready to get started working on a new a new style of art, you know, mm. just more of me vibing out on just other things besides that because I need people to be able to respect, you know, some of my other creativity because it's like, yeah, I have almost 17,000 followers and like when I put new art up there, it's not really getting no likes, you know what I mean? So, that's because That's though, okay. Man. That's Fuck not because that you though. That's not because no, of you, but, man. No, no, you, no, I as an get artist, it. you always check like, different things yeah, out. Yeah, you no, know? I get it, But but my thing is, I just started the new Instagram page, Risky One. I'm going to follow you guys on that. We're gonna follow you right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I just started the new Instagram page, and then right now, right now I'm. Let's finished. make sure
2: we get the spelling so everyone, everyone knows it's the uh, spelling on that correctly.
0: Risky R I S K I E underscore one. That's gonna be my new page, and then you know about okay. my other page, Risky Forever. Right. That's gonna be the page, the risky Forever page. as I'm just gonna. Basically, get the people what they want that started following me behind there, you know, just all Defro art pop art Music songs and stuff like that because I see that that's what they really like So I just wanted to start this risky risky one page organically where I could just do like new art and people that jump on that page They're gonna respect me just for that art alone Like I don't even think that I'm really gonna say, you know what my story is on that page i just want people to just follow that page and just like what i'm getting ready to start putting on there so if you want the
2: honest to goodness you know feedback without any kind of bias or anything like that Mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is you go at it as anonymously as anonymously as possible Mm -hmm. that's my opinion
0: yeah well i just want to like i said i just want to start off fresh do it organically show people what i'm working on you know and get them to you know, if you really follow behind me and you really giving a real organic likes, so I know you really like it. But I don't want to try to do that same thing with my page that I already got right now because that's basically yeah. Known for what yeah. know yeah for.
2: historically for some reason it, it it just doesn't you know people it's almost like a therapeutic thing like mm-hmm. when okay, when I when I come to see you this is what I want to see you know when they wait and, when exactly. they don't get to see that then it's they, like well
0: well whatever you yeah. know what I mean and then maybe they might start following because like I put a lot of pictures. Sometimes I do a lot of pictures of me too because I feel like yeah people know the work but they don't know me. But when I put pictures of me up, I feel like the people that have follow me they don't know that's me, so they don't really get up. They don't really get yeah. You no, know, you gotta really you have to, get get it, to regularly you know put I mean? your
2: you gotta regularly put photos of yourself up. So yeah, so I, I have the same problem. Like I don't almost, to like put there's too many photos. There was a, a time in my life where I was a a, a damn uh, fashion and catalog model. You know what I mean. So there's plenty of photos of me in this world already. So, I, I, you know, I don't like having too many photos of myself. But, yeah. you know, when you have uh, followers and collectors and stuff like that, they like to see it. Yeah, There's so. nothing they like to see better than what gets
0: usually gets the most comments and likes mm-hmm. is when you're sitting there with your finished piece holding it. Yes, exactly. That's it. So, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm about to, you know, make a, life, a life-changing move right now. I'm about to be moving um, next week. I'm going to be moving up out of Cali. Oh, really? really? you talking about last time. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to Texas. To okay. Dallas, so, Dallas, man. huh? Yeah, man. For, actually, Frisco. It's 20 minutes out of Dallas. Okay, okay. So no, I'm going to move there. I'm going to go out there, clear my mind, you nice. know, start creating new stuff, meeting new people. Yeah. Because I feel like there's too many bag blockers out here in L.A., you know what <laughs> I'm saying? You got that right. So, yeah,
1: no, it's true, man. I mean, you know, one of the things that I feel like is kind of cool about at least uh, our little community of LA Story Gallery a lot of people are down to collab or whatever but mm-hmm. I, I feel you we were talking about that earlier man in in terms of like the haters you know
0: like yeah, the it's, it's just too it's just, it's just too much and I've been here my whole entire life and I said that one thing that I wanted to try to do is I wanted to see what it was like to live somewhere else you know what I'm saying yeah. besides here and I don't want to I'm 47 years old now, and I don't want to die with no regrets of so things that I didn't try to do. You know what I mean? So that's gonna be one thing I'm going to knock off my bucket list. So I want to go, just man. try. The worst thing that could happen is that I come back. But I, this is always going to be my home, so I can come back anytime I want. And even though when I move out there, I plan. I know that I'm going to have to travel back and forth out for here anyway to do business because that's just how I move. But I just, like I said, I want to get a clear mind. I want to get away from some of the shit out here. Like, that whole thing with Nipsey, that, like, woke up a lot of, you know, woke, woke up a lot of, like, thoughts in my head, you know what mm. I mean? We're yeah, like- let's talk about that for a second, because I'm just saying, like, N- honestly, one thing
1: about Nipsey that I preach about Teach, he had Nipsey Hustle stencil, like, way before Nipsey was killed, man. Like, mm. it, you know what I mean? There's a lot of artists. That
2: was because of J.P. Cowley.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, the, the art, the rapper I'm producing. Um, but, yeah, dude, but I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of rappers. I mean, sorry. There's a lot of murals that went up after. Yeah, a lot, a, a lot. lot. I mean, I'm happy,
0: but no. You, but you know, the thing with Nipsey is Nipsey was a cool person. You know what I mean? I had been around him maybe a few times because my my boy George Panish. You know, I started working with him on. He, he got with me, and I ended up working with him doing a couple of collabs with him and his clothing line. He ended up taking me around Nipsey a few times. He would take me to a few concerts. I would be right up there on stage with him and chilling, you know oh, what I mean? Nice. And I got to know Nip, like, on a cool level. Not really a personal, personal level, but really a cool level. Like, he knew me when he saw me, you yeah. know what I mean? I knew him and i be able to speak. Nice. But just to see, you know, what happened to him and then find out later there was somebody that he knew, you know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. I look at that type of stuff every day, like, with the haters and what be going on around L.A. And I'm like, man, that, that makes you want to just change your whole frame of thought. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I still... I'm still in Compton, you know what I mean? I'm still in the streets. I still visit people that I know that are still, you know, in the streets like that. You know, even though I don't choose to be, but it's like, I can't just knock my friends, you feel me? But when yeah. I start looking at stuff like that, it's like time for change, man. I can't be this age still involved with the same things that I was get with. get a pattern going. Yeah, because... Right? to
2: disrupt the pattern a little bit. I
0: think... That's what a true artist does. I think Muhammad Ali said it best. He said, if you're 40 years old, and you're still doing the same things that you did when you were 20. You wasted 20 years of your life. Ooh, so Ooh I got upset. chills right there. Just, yeah. It's
1: true, man. I mean, so it's
2: true.
1: I, I mean, I'm telling you, man. For me, uh, Nipsey, why he? I feel like he was important man. Was he? He delivered an interesting new, uh, maybe not new, but just like he refreshed that entrepreneur spirit in terms of uh, doing it yourself, man. You, you know, he yeah. had his own like clothing line. I I mean clothing store, you know what I mean, and uh, just regular necessities stuff, you know. He would just sell things that he knew the market needed, man. You, you know, I mean? like whether it's just white T shirts mm-hmm. or sweats or whatever it is, you know. What I mean, he understands the community, man, and these are communities that are forgotten by everybody else, and you know they need people like that to uh, uh, that have entrepreneur spirit that understand, hey, you know what these people need. Instead of just uh, you know the government trying to just put a huge band aid over it, a lot of times you know, yeah. and unfortunately guys like Pog, guys like Nipsey, they get taken away because of uh, greed, uh, anger, exactly, haterism,
0: <laughs> haterism. It all goes. It all goes hand in hand, and it's like I know where I'm going. It's gonna be the same type of vibe, but I'm not gonna vibe with those people that are doing those same things that I'm. If I'm if I'm gonna go out there and vibe with somebody that's doing the same things that I'm trying to escape from, and they don't need me leaving. So I just want to be able to go out here, be on some super artistic shit, concentrate on what I need to be concentrated on. And if I bubble, I'll come back this way because how you out here with so many different artists, so many different haters, so many different blockers or whatever, you can't even really like bubble where you from. Yeah. And it's like, when I go to different states and people hear about who, who I am and what I've done, they're trying to push me through doors. But then when I come out here and I deal with my own kind and people hear about what I've done, and what, I, what I'm trying to do, they want to lock the doors for me from going in. So I feel like yo, it's oh, better want for me. they some of that with you, man, bro. Uh, like, hey, throw buddy a bone. Yeah, I don't, I don't really need nobody to throw me a bone. But what I, re- what I need people to really remember or recognize is, you don't never get to where you're trying to go alone. Somebody always help you along the way. Mm. you feel me mm. so a lot of people that are up there that have millions of dollars a lot of people that's doing their thing, they didn't do that shit by themselves you that's feel true me. Man. so that it's not it's nothing for me if somebody helped you along the way it's not nothing wrong with looking back trying to help somebody else or get him a boost or at least get him an encouragement don't ever try to act like you better than anybody because to me i'm not trying to be better than anybody i'm only trying to be better than the person that i was yesterday that's you feel nice me one. so I'm never trying to knock nobody. I reach out, I talk to a lot of artists. A lot of artists hit me up on the ground, you know what I mean, and they ask me questions. And I try to respond to everybody, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I had my opportunity. People still know who I am. Yeah, I still have a story, but I'm not popping like all these other people out here that are really popping that had a major deals. you know what I'm saying? I get in where I fit in on little things. So I don't, I'm not ever, ever trying to overplay that. You were, you
2: were that. popping? Okay, you've been popping, mm. you pop every now and then, okay? yeah, and trust me, I have a feeling once you get to Texas and are able to clear that mind and let some artistic intervention go on, dude, there's always time you pop until you die, man. You Something's something I mean? that's what I mean you can't ever you you never retire, you know, so but you know to, what man, to try to stay popping that entire <clears throat> time is fucking impossible. no,
0: it's all right, you know what when after I left death row, I left death row in nineteen ninety eight And I didn't do my next major piece, which I ended up doing the artwork for a spread for XXL Magazine. Mm -hmm. I didn't end up doing that until 2003. Yeah. So I had to take some time off before I came back. And ever since 2003, you see me to where I am right now. And I haven't taken one break. See, a lot of people, I look at a lot of artists and they be like, man, homie, um... I have a job doing this during the day, and then I do my art on the side. Like, bro, I ain't had no job, and I can't even count, like, how long many years. I think it's all been over 20-some years. I ain't worked for nobody. This is just what I do. I sell my art. I sell my books. I work for myself, you know what I mean? And it ain't I'm, easy. It, no, it's, it's definitely not easy. You have to learn how to save, you know what I mean? And I had to learn how to save. So, I mean, I feel good that I can still do that, you know what I mean? I can... I can be who I am without having to work for nobody because when I had a job I felt like awkward yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> hey, like, like we were saying right Basquiat was
1: saying man it's just like hey if you're a painter you should be painting you know what mm-hmm. I mean but hey man you know what the there's some crazy shit going on. we got to check what's going on. It. I can hear it in the background. <laughs> I don't know. But it's been over an hour, man. You know what I mean? And oh, we...
2: that's what it is. <laughs> and it's that... the, uh, the notification uh, music. No. <laughs> <Yo>, it's <laughs> saying, get the hell off. You guys yeah. been
0: on long enough. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah what it
2: is? They, they have an event going on right now. Okay? I we're see, because it's nowhere to park. <laughs> here. We're not supposed to have an event here. The art show that you're going to have bring a piece in and have a piece in there for. We're going to have towards the end of the year. Because it's been such... Of red tape and pain in the ass, trying to deal with getting the right, the correct permit that we need in order to have an art show here. But if you walk right outside there, they got some kind of modeling show that's being televised. They got like a few hundred people over there. Yeah, I'm going. We can hear them.
1: Like I said, I'm going to court for this art show thing still, too. So I'll give you guys an update when I actually have it, man. But anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in, man. Thank you, Risky, for coming Thanks in, you. man. Thank you we for for you. wish back you the, the best of luck in t- Dallas, man, because uh, I, I, I think it's going to be awesome for you out there, man. I Dude, I look forward too, to keeping
0: man. track of uh, the journey, my man. Oh, yeah, you got to check my journey out on my new page. That's what I'm, I'm like. If you look at it right now, if you follow behind it, it's nothing there yet. I'm just... Yeah, I see it. It's okay. Risky
1: underscore one. There's zero posts right now, but we're going to follow you, man. You're going to get, like, a bunch of follows from the show. And you know what? Like I said, follow Risky, R-I-S-K-I-E underscore one. Risky's going to have some new art. If you want to the the death row stuff, man, go to Risky Forever, basically, right?
0: Yeah. All right, man. Is there anything else you want to tell the audience, man? I mean, if you want to, you know, if you want to support your boy, buy my books and all of that, you can check me out at www.riskyforever.com and that's R-I-S-K-I-E F-O-R-E-V-E-R dot com
1: thank you so much man appreciate you man love you guys take Dude, care
0: yeah you know
2: what uh, again um, oh, those of you man. that have a chance uh, please leave us a review uh, it always helps us out and helps us reach more people
1: and we're gonna bring you uh, Lydia Emily tonight next yeah mm. bye mm. love you guys take care bye and
0: in